Blog Talk right, Radio. Um... You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Else here? Who else is Not on? I can hear yeah. you just fine. I, 
Austin, I can hear you too, Todd. I don't know what's going on with Elliot. Um, no, I cannot hear you, Elliot. Uh, hold on. I'm going to try your mic one more time. You know what, Elliot? I'm going to cut you off and try and get back on. Well, hold on. Let me try this first. Elliot, are you there? Hello, Elliot. Elliot? No, we can't. No one can hear Elliot, right? Nope. No one can hear Elliot. Correct, yeah. We cannot hear him. All right, Elliot, I just I just cut Elliot out. So he could hear me, but we couldn't hear him. So um all right, so right uh let me get us up to date a little bit. As if this wasn't hectic enough to live draft and have five or six people on a podcast. Um it is very uh, hard when you can't uh, hear people. But All right. So uh, first pick was Christian McCaffrey to Wheeler. David Johnson, as mentioned. Austin, how come you went uh, David Johnson number two? Austin? Yeah, hey, Todd. How come you went David Johnson number two? Well, I, uh, I'd probably take him there in most scenarios, but just didn't, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey would have been the pick if he was available, but uh, Barkley, a uh, little bit concerned. Uh, the entire receiving corps has basically been wiped out in the last 24 hours, so I, I think he's going to have uh, a little more in front of him in terms of stacked boxes. Uh, so that's a concern. So I give the bump to uh, David Johnson. A little less competition than Kamara, and uh, Zeke has concerns. So easy enough pick. All right. Fair enough. I thought <clears throat> uh, maybe it was a shot at me, but I took Barkley at number three. I had no problem with that. Uh, Al, oh, you're on the clock, by the way, Austin. Oh, perfect. Uh <laughs> Uh, number four, uh, Alvin Kamara went to uh, Tango and Cash, Matthew Zazula. Uh, number five went to uh, was Zeke. Uh, Sam is not on the pod, um, nor did he change his name. Uh, Rob Vieira, the uh, high-stakes guy, took Travis Kelsey, number six. That's pretty normal for this site. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins went seven to Ryan Lynx. Devontae Adams to John Ditko at eight. Um Nine, uh, Nick Chubb uh, to Offman. Uh, Ten, Julio to Josh McAtee. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on taking Julio at 10? Uh, Julio's number two on my board for receivers, so uh, it was a no-brainer pick for me. Um, locked that one in, and as I looked at what was available uh, to me and coming around to the next part of the second round. Gotcha. Um Let's see. Elliot has not called back in yet. Um, All right. So uh, now I am on the clock. So let's see. Did someone take Nick Chubb, Derek Henry right in front? Of course, Austin took Derek Henry right in front of me. That's okay. I certainly have enough shares. Let's see. Melvin Gordon. Boy, that's going to be an interesting fall. 
we got uh, Leonard Fournette on the board. We've got a bunch of guys I really don't want to take here. Uh, you ever hear a guy talk out loud while he was drafting? I think this is great radio, though. You know, uh, really great radio. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Leonard Fournette in the third round. Uh, still no Elliot. And, uh, okay. So who else is on the podcast that hasn't uh, talked about their first pick yet? Uh, Jeff Rhino. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. So you started with... You started with OBJ at 11, and you came back with Lev Bell in the second round. Uh, tell us your thoughts there. Yeah, I love Beckham this year. I would have taken him as high as probably ninth overall in this draft. I like him as the third wide receiver. I think his upside is off the charts. And given that my competition is a little tighter, I'm willing to take some guys that people perceive as a little bit risky perhaps, you know, try and maximize my upside because I think if I'm going to compete, that's my the tactic I'll have to take. And then with, with my bell pick, I struggled. I took some time on the clock deciding between him and Kittle. Um, just to, in spot 11, I didn't think, you know, looking at some previous drafts and based on my draft history, I don't think I'll have a ton of options at tight end. Uh, and I thought taking Kittle – maybe four or five picks early at 11 would be smart, but I decided not to. Um, I like Bell. I think he'll be their workhorse. I know some people are down on him or skeptical of what he'll do this season, but um, yeah, that's ultimately who I chose. Gotcha. <clears throat> so I apologize to everyone, especially myself. <clears throat> we are <clears throat> having some serious technical difficulties. Elliot can't get on. Um, and uh, he's my co-host, so uh, we, we've got a situation where we've got um, the draft going, and I'm just only got three guys on, and I'm talking, and this is all right. So let's go back to the second round where we left off. Uh, Josh, you took Joe Mixon with your second pick. Uh, you pretty happy with that one? Uh, was he the guy you were hoping would fall to you? Uh, he was. I, I had two players in the mix there, um, really, for me, Mixon and uh, and Cook, and uh, hoping one of those two were there, and luckily Mixon was in that spot. Uh, considered Juju or, or Mike Evans there, but, um, you know, ultimately Mixon, uh, Mixon was the guy for me. Awesome. All right. So I just heard from uh, a few of the guys that they're trying to call in and they can't get in. All right, so uh, at, at two three, if this keeps up, we're just, we'll, we'll we'll just call it after an hour. Um, you know that if if we just can't get more people to call in. Oh great, now everything is disappearing on me. All right, so uh, Juju Smither, uh, Juju went to Othman at two four. Kittle uh, went to John Daigle at 2-5. Uh, 2-6, James Conner. 2-7, uh, Zach Ertz to Rob. Mike Evans, 2-9 to Sam. Uh, Tango took Dalvin Cook. That's great value at 2-9 on Dalvin Cook. <clears throat> I took uh, 
Antonio Brown at uh, 210. Austin took T.Y. Hilton. Austin, would you have taken, uh, were you hoping A.B. made it to you? No, I I would have passed on uh, A.B. uh, for sure right there. Um, We've got a little bit of concern here on the uh, NFI list. Uh, Is there a potential suspension looming? For Antonio Brown? I heard he had a minor injury. On the non-football injury list today, I don't know. I saw a couple things floating around Twitter. I'm not sure. There's enough concern, but I would have probably taken T.Y. Hilton uh, straight out anyways. So. Gotcha, gotcha. And then <clears throat> you, of course, took great pleasure in sniping Derrick Henry for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not terribly worried about uh, the Taylor Luan suspension. He is appealing it. It, it may not uh, go his favor, but um, I'm not particularly worried about a four-game suspension there. They've got other guys. Kelly can slide in. And I think they'll be fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So uh, we still got uh, problems getting people to come on. They're trying, but it ain't working. Um, while we're, we're doing that, I'm just going to go and look up the Antonio Brown, see if there's any information on him. Antonio Brown. All right, it says Raiders played him, put him on the active NFI list. Field Yates is hearing the injury is very minor. AB, who arrived to training camp in a hot air balloon Friday, is that a turbulent offseason? So uh, we're not we're not seeing anything there. Let's go to Twitter and do an Antonio Brown search. Uh, They're not Raiders in the room next door are not commenting yet on the league transaction report. Lovely. Well, that would be great for me. I've got a good bit of AB and uh, with the Kenyon Drake news, uh, coming the other day, that is kind of frustrating. Um, what do you, Austin? What do you think about the? Uh, uh, what do you think about the uh, Kenyon Drake uh, Balage news? Uh, smoke? Uh, something you're concerned about? I know. I, I believe you were on Drake too. Yeah, I've got a good bit of Drake. Um, I'm I'm not that concerned yet. Uh I just I just think he's the far superior player. He's uh, a dynamic player. Um he's going to get all the receiving work. Uh I just don't really see it playing out with uh Balage holding on to that job uh, even if he starts with it. Yeah, I uh I I I it, like you said, I I think that uh, the more talented player is uh, is Drake. Uh, but whenever this kind of stuff happens and you've got a new coaching staff, we've seen with these defensive coordinators taking over teams the last couple of years, some really, uh, I'll just use the word interesting, uh, you know, some really interesting, 
uh, choices at offense, and and that's one of them. So um, that I think that puts you back on the clock, Austin. Uh, Josh, uh, why don't you tell us about your other picks since the last time we spoke? Sure. Uh, the last two picks, uh, I would say I kind of pushed those guys up around. Um, you know, certainly the, uh, the Giants receiving core is uh, taking some shots in, in the start of training camp. So, um, you know, I've been uh, on Evan Ingram quite a bit uh, throughout the summer, and uh, I figured I'd get the tight end run going here. Uh, into the third and, and starting the second tier of uh, tight end runs. So um, really liked him there at the, uh, the end of the third. And then Godwin, uh, you know, same thing. You know, lots of news around the kind of targets and catch volume he's going to get. Uh, big fan of the player, uh, especially in the uh, Bruce Arians offense and what they're going to bring to the system this year. And so uh, pushed him up a little bit. You know, didn't expect him to come back around to me, um, you know, in the fifth in the fifth round at all. So um wanted to take my shot while he was there and uh, prepare myself for what comes around here in the fifth round. So um, I did just let someone on with an area code 410. Um, it, can you hear me? It's me. It's Wheeler, and I'm on, I'm on the clock. So oh, can so, you hear so me? Let me talk it's Wheeler. To you. Yeah, I can hear you, Wheeler. <laughs> all right, uh, make your pick. Um, you just picked Tyler Lockett. Let's get people caught yeah. up on on the man known as Wheeler. So uh, he's got uh, CMC, Damian Williams, Todd Gurley, and Tyler Lockett, and he's going to add a fifth player to that. I was hoping for one of those tight ends. Um, did not quite drop. Uh, I yeah, usually I, don't uh, load up on t- on uh, running backs when I'm at the turn like this right away, but. Uh, Oh, this is going to be a struggle pick. The wide receivers, that tier falls off quite a bit. I'm going to go back to the running back well again, just because I think he's going to pop and he has the opportunity first, really. Can you, yep. Drake? Mr. Drake. All right, so that's that. Um, still, uh, Elliot keeps telling me he's trying to get on, um, but uh, he can't uh, – but it's good to have Wheeler on, and uh, let's see who – Jeff, uh, why don't you tell us about your pick since the last one we talked about? Sure. So I took Darion Johnson at 3.11. I was actually hoping for Evan Ingram. Josh sniped me one pick before. Um, and then Elliot had back-to-back picks. He took A.J. Green and Devonta Freeman. And I decided to take Adam Thielen, who I think is – I'm not necessarily in love with him this season, but I think that's decent value. A lot of the drafts that I do, he goes in the middle of the third round, sometimes even at the beginning of the third round. I think lately he started to slip a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take him there, and that was a little bit of a volume selection. The other guy I thought about was AJ O.J. Howard, but, um, yeah pulled the trigger on steel and decided to just take the value. So when you got that feeling, you went for Adam Thielen. Yeah. You're there's not one a of Marvin those patented, fan, uh, are you? Those patented Todd jokes. <laughs> 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 not, 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 a, not a Marvin Gay fan. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. All right. So let's, uh, 
you know, since the person I care most about in the world uh, is obviously me, if you followed the VOD before, um, Austin and I are dueling here a little bit. And uh, on the front end of the last pick, I took Hunter Henry. He took DJ Moore. Um, I don't know. We'll ask Austin in a second if that was a snipe. And then he took Kennedy, Kenny Galladay. And that was not a snipe. I was hoping to get Calvin Ridley, and I did. Uh, thoughts on uh, on those picks, uh, Mr. Martin? Uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have went Hunter Henry. Really, the the selection there for me was DJ Moore or Tyler Lockett. Uh, you know, right after I made the pick, I kind of thought a little bit better of it that uh, DJ Moore might have been the more likely to make it around the turn. So I could have uh, maybe taken Lockett and hope and hope that uh, DJ Moore made it back, but um, again he wasn't making it back. Yeah, yeah, I figured maybe either way. So um, yeah, my my cue. This is Wheeler. My cue was Henry, DJ Moore, and Lockett, and I didn't know what I was doing after that. So (laughs) So I did snipe somebody. Thank goodness. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you Uh, definitely sniped me. Yeah, so I. you know, I took Hunter Henry because he was the last tight end on the tier, and I would have been fine with Lockett or Ridley, and uh, would have been fine with Moore too. But uh, really wanted Ridley or Lockett, and uh, you know, I figured I had a better chance of uh, the wide receiver making it. One of the wide receivers I like making it back to me. So uh, fairly thankful that that worked out. Um, to anybody who's, uh, you know, keep trying to get in. Wheeler got in. If you're part of the draft and you want and you want to get in, and you're listening to the draft, uh, you know, keep trying. Uh, sorry for the problems with Blog Talk Radio. Even though it's not my fault, uh, I do feel bad about it. So, uh, all right, let's see. AB was placed. Nobody on the blaming Empire. you, Todd. Technology sucks. <laughs> Oh my gosh, AB has uh, got a failed drug test. Uh, former Pro Bowl wide receiver is currently appealing his failed drug test. It's that Friday night news dump, right? Yeah, but it says former Pro Bowl wide receiver is currently appealing his failed drug test. Um, Insult the injury. You know, AB <laughs> is not a former. Pro Bowl. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl, right? That's a that's a projection for 2019, right there. I I I think that's just a joke. Uh, I mean, he came yeah. into practice today on a hot air balloon, so he's probably on something. Yeah, uh, helium, if nothing else. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Minor issue that will allow him there, but that's Field Yates. I don't know how much trust I put in Field Yates. How about you guys? I mean, usually he gets it from somewhere else, so it's ESPN. I I mean, they're full of clickbait, but I, I don't see Field Yates really throwing that out there if he doesn't have some sort of source. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, because you don't want to end up alone in a field. 
Are you? <laughs> 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 That's why wait, we're wait, here wait. for the puns. For the puns. With, with, with your Yates. <laughs> so you know, like, is Field Yates like a guy who's like into the outdoors, but also poetry? I think you're taking this too far, Todd. Sorry. And Yates is spelled. <laughs> and Yates, the poet, is spelled different. Um, Okay. Like we're on brand for this podcast already. We're on brand, if not on, uh, uh, you know, uh, the way we want it to be with the uh, with the stupid. Uh... So, Elliot, if you can hear me, type to me <laughs> what you're thinking of your team so far. So let's go and look at Elliot's team. He's got Devonta Freeman and David Montgomery at running back. Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, and A.J. Green, three dominant wide receivers, and Vance McDonald at tight end. Uh, Wheels, what do you think of that group? Uh, sorry, I wasn't looking at the board. I was trying to set up my cue. Which one, which team are you looking at? Uh, Elliot. Uh, uh, Freeman, Montgomery, Hill, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, and Vance McDonald. Uh I like the way he set up his receivers to start off with, for sure. Love that. Uh, I'm big, Love that. I'm a big fan and, of and Freeman. And if David Montgomery the, is what he hopes he's going to be, it's, it's, you know, that's the question. I have zero shares of Montgomery. Um, that might be a mistake on my part, but uh, I just don't trust that situation yet. I mean, I don't see Cohen losing touches and, uh, What's his name? Mike Davis. He's going to get some touches. So I'm, I agree. I know they're going to want to use Montgomery, but they might, uh, might take it easy on him as freshman or as, as rookie year. Elliot. So uh, Elliot just wrote, he's loving his draft right now. Um, but you know, I love Elliot, but Elliot always loves his draft. So, um, we're going to have to just uh, bust his balls a little bit. Uh, all right, so let's look at – I'm going to be up in three picks. Um, Austin, can you take a quick look at Ryan Lynx's draft and tell us what you think of it? Oh, wait, Austin's right behind me. Uh, so is Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> you, you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You know, what, what's, what's funny about this, Ryan and I had a little exchange this morning about uh, his last two picks. Uh, Chris Carson and Sony Michelle. So um, you, you can uh, browse back and get a pretty good idea of where I stood uh, on both of those players. I just think there's uh, both of those situations are really unsettled and, and they've got serious competition. Um, both of those guys could easily not have a job or uh, at a significantly reduced role. Uh, it's not to start the season by mid-season, so uh, I'm not I'm not in on those guys. But um, I do like what he did the first four rounds with uh, Hopkins, Connor, Cooper, and, and Howard. Those are all really solid picks. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with any of those guys at all. Um, all right, so I'm on the clock, and I'm looking at a bunch of running backs up top. Uh, I could go with it this wide receiver. Let's see. Mm, could do that, but I. Mm, da, 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 da. All right, I'm going. 
Yeah. I, I just took Tevin Coleman. Thoughts on uh, – oh, Austin's up now. Let's see. I doubt I sniped him on Tevin Coleman. Uh, he was he was one of the guys I was looking at. I would have had a decision if you hadn't taken him. Gotcha. Yeah. And and I, I had him, one other running back, Pettis, and uh, one other wide receiver that I was looking at there. So uh, hold on one second. Let me No, no, Elliot's showing up again. All right. I thought uh, maybe I heard someone uh, keep trying to call in guys. And if you, if you get on DM me, uh, if you get through DM me so I can try and get you on, obviously having some issues with blog talk, but I think we're doing pretty good. Who hasn't gotten a chance to talk in a while that is on. Um, Let's go to Josh. Josh, thoughts so far? Uh, it's been an interesting draft. Um, I uh, Daigle, uh, Guy Henderson, which was, you know, one, <laughs> summer, the summer favorite, right, the, the flavor a lot of people like. So he was one of my targets coming around the end of this turn uh, for me. Uh, but I went with uh, Big Mike and uh, Christian Kirk and my two here in the fifth and the sixth round. So, uh, and uh, and I was looking for Kirk for my pick, and he was gone. So thank you very little. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think uh, you know. I, I feel like I kind of pushed up a few guys in uh, in this draft a little bit. Um, you know, tar- getting some targets that I want to go after. So, uh, but you know, overall, kind of happy with what I've got so far. And uh, you know, the the turn here is is making it tough on me. So. Uh, you know, sounds like Elliot's happy with Montgomery, and I'm, I'm glad he is, or somebody is at least. But uh, he's not—he's not a flavor of mine. So. You're no friend of mine. <laughs> um, I, I think everyone's going to be shocked with who I just took. A little bit. Um, I understand it though. I—I I just took Aaron Rodgers, and I—I uh, I have no Aaron Rodgers so far. I mean, he's. He felt Rogers fell deep enough, uh, but if you're in on Murray, like you know, if you think he's a top five QB, you might as well now. The QBs have slid. Well, I mean, I could have went Baker, but David Johnson and Kirk already eluded me, and I, I'm I'm of the opinion, you know, I if you haven't already, and if you follow me on Twitter, you've heard me talk about the book, The Perfect Pass. If you if you if you want to win money this year, I think you owe it. To, I was already on the Cardinals, but I think if you want to win money this year in fantasy football, you owe it to yourself to to listen or read to that read that book. Uh, I, I you know there were certain facts that came out about that offense that made me even higher on the Cardinals than I was. So every draft, I, I, I want to have a few Cardinals, and that was my thought on taking Kyler there. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, well, you, you know I'm in Arizona this year, so I, I can never argue with Kyler. Uh, I hate having to decide between Kyler and Baker. I'm in on both guys, so um, I, can't, I can't hate the pick at all. No, and I, I and I it, every time I take Kyler over Baker, I I I, I shudder slightly. Um, 
And when I when I have Odell Beckham, which considering I get a lot of late picks this year, I've got a I think Odell is, you know, a David Johnson and Odell Beckham are my two highest owned early players. Uh, you know, then I'll go with uh with Baker over Kyler. But if I don't, um it's Kyler over Baker, but I don't feel that comfortable about it. Uh, Jeff Rhino, how are you doing? Uh, I don't love my draft so far, to be honest. I'm like the 11 spot is tough. I don't like picking towards the the end of the round. Um, so again, I'm kind of spilling the beans on my Welcome strategy. Welcome to my nightmare. For me, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, luckily for me, a lot of the other guys aren't on the on the pod here, so I'll I'm happy to sort of talk out loud about this. I. I am thinking I'm going to try and stack up a little bit on tight end and quarterback so that um, I can devote fewer roster slots to those positions and just take lots of dart throws later in the draft on um, wide receiver, which I feel is by far the deepest position. And in terms of how I have my tiers set up, there's lots of guys that I like way down the board. Um, So that kind of led me to take Cook, at the end of round five and Andrew Luck at the beginning of round six. And I don't usually take a quarterback that early, um, but I was hoping it would start a tiny bit of a run. And there were four quarterbacks picked in the next, you know, 12 or so picks after that. So I'm happy with that. And now I'm on the board here and. I'm and, going well, to take... and that'll give me a second. We did have one more player get through uh, my co-host from the first get in, uh, uh, or was it the Hardway draft? I forget, but uh, I think it was the Hardway draft, uh, the 350 uh, Tango, uh, Matthew Zazula, uh, soon to be hey. a new podcaster himself. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Todd? I'm, I'm glad you, you got it up and running. I, I know how stressful it can be. I, I'm still trying to, to you know, uh, figure what uh, program I want to use for the podcast, but I got my intro. I got my uh, my logo. I got it all set, but um but yeah, I'm glad I got through, and um, I'm excited. I uh, I never usually take Patrick Mahomes, but he fell to fifth, and I said, you know what? <sighs> With upside, you, you know what I mean. There's there's times where you you have to put your bias aside. I did that aside, last draft, to, I think. In the fifth. Yeah, you know I, I don't. I, yeah, I passed yeah, on I him because to, I did it last time. I usually see him going to third. It was almost Vance McDonald or Patrick Holmes, but I figured, you know what? Um, I could. Um, I have a few guys I like later with. But tight end, like I took Ebron, and I'm not a big Ebron fan this year. But you know, in the seventh, I can live with him, and I think you know, just just sort of the chemistry he had with uh, Luck last year. You know, I can expect a few, you know, a few weeks where he can get give you, you know, maybe 20 point weeks. You never know. You know what I mean? But um, but overall, I like my team. I started the, you know, I, I got the, um, I got um, Kamara, um, sort of Kamara. I love that there, and then I, I love Dalvin Cook fell to me all the way at the, you know, the, the, the ninth pick in the second round. And then um, I love Keenan. I think third round's a sweet spot for wide receivers. And, um, and I had my pick of the litter there. And I think, um, you know, Keenan Allen's is, is probably as steady as he, steady as he can get. I think he'll probably push for hundred catches this year. And then, um, you know, I thought Philip Lindsay was kind of a luxury pick in my opinion. I think, you know, he's uh, from what I read, they're going to put him out more in the slot this year. And his hand looks great, and um, you know I'm, I'm I'm happy. And then 
And my Sammy Watkins pick, you know, he's <laughs> he's a boomer bust, man. And and I just wanted to I just wanted to stack him with Mahomes, you know what I mean? So that's that's kind of my thought process so far. I I'm not a you know, I haven't had a lot of shares of Mahomes this year, but I I feel like fifth is is a great spot for him there. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So um Baker finally went. He lasted almost around to uh, to my next pick. <laughs> it's uh, seemingly uh, he went to Josh. Josh, uh, what do you think of uh, getting Baker at eight three? And uh, you know your other pick since the last time we talked to you. Uh, Baker Baker's frustrating to me. Uh, I'm an Ohio State graduate, <laughs> and. Uh, we had some fun games uh, while he was at Oklahoma. I got to see the, the best of him uh, in college, and I'm a Browns fan as well. So, you know, um, it's, it was just you got, lit- you, got lit- you got litigious Murray, the lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I was looking at another running back or quarterback here, and, uh, um, you know, Penny or Freeman or Murray was kind of in that range as well as Sanders. And so – uh, I think Murray's got a good opportunity um, to to get a lot of carries and touches, especially uh, some scoring situations. And you know, God forbid something happens to, to Kamara, um, you know, he's in he's in line for for a good opportunity. And so I think you know, there's a lot of running backs in this spot here where um, they got some split backfields and split carries. And uh, you know, any of these guys can kind of potentially take over. Uh, and get some primary carries if, if something was to happen uh, in that situation. Gotcha. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, who was on top of my board, and I was considering with the last pick, uh, just went to Ryan Links. Rob went Will Fuller. Let's look at, um, you know, one of our pros who's not on the draft, Rob Vieira, and I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. He's got uh, – Four running backs, uh, White, Cohen, two guys that I'm off of, uh, Jones and Jacobs, um, Cooper Cup, Fuller, Ertz, and Kelso. He's got the the powerhouse at uh, uh, tight ends in the format. But uh, Wheeler, what's your thoughts on James White and Tarek Cohen? Uh, I think I feel like, all right, Cohen in the seventh I kind of like. Um, James White, I feel as though he's getting drafted a little bit high. He was a super value last year, and that's why he really worked out. I think you're drafting him out of ceiling this year in the fifth. Um, I, I, I agree. could be wrong, but you know there was the a lot of injuries of... last year at running back, and they <laughs> and that's and they brought in even more running backs to kind of mitigate that. Can exactly. I chime in real quick? I got I gotten sniped twice in this draft so far. I wanted Austin um, Hooper. <laughs> Somebody sniped him, and then I was going to go Jordan Howard, uh, but I had ended up with getting Damian Harris. I think he's a great best ball. Uh, I love all uh, you know any, anything with New England. I think best ball suits them better than redraft. So I'm I'm, I'm happy with Damian Harris there. So sorry I didn't want to interrupt. That, but I just added. That's <laughs> That's actually the guy I've been waiting for in drafting. My philosophy with the New England running backs is draft whoever's last. So well, yeah, I, I you should be taking Rex Burkhead. Oh well, he's a sexy Rexy, right? <laughs> I uh, so Austin. Uh, I, you know, I was torn between Cam and Russ. 
I took Russ. You took Cam. I don't think I sniped you there. Uh, no. no. No, you didn't snipe me there. Yeah, I know that uh, with most of the high-stakes guys, Cam is the higher guy. And honestly, um, I didn't uh, – I really didn't see him. So I – I. Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, do I, I, I'm like I, you know. Normally, when I'm drafting and doing these these podcasts, I'm I'm able to stay uh, pretty on top of things. But that one, that 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 was that was a free gift you just got by my, uh, <laughs> it, you know, by my being distracted a little bit. So uh, yeah, you're you up know, again. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought Wheeler was gonna let me uh, stack the Panthers all the way up there. I didn't figure. Yeah, I was no, actually no, no. looking at. There. I was looking at Curtis no, no. Samuel as well. <laughs> I almost yeah, I took Curtis Samuel myself, um, but uh, I'll explain in a minute why I didn't. So I do. Uh, love, I loved you... him when he was going in the tenth round. I love Curtis Samuel shares in the tenth round. I just think the eighth round is a little bit of a, uh, you know, it gets. It's I already really had three, a little rich for my I, blood. I already had three wide I totally receivers. Agree. And I wanted to stack the Cardinals and take Fitz, and I I was pretty sure I could get Fitz at nine three. That's why I went quarterback. Um, I'll tell you Marvin, but Curtis, Sorry, Curtis, I uh, Curtis Samuel was the highest guy on my board when I was on the clock, uh, but I knew I could get uh, either him. I, I knew I was pretty sure Fitz was going to make it back to me, uh, and I'm if you had I'm taken. High. I'm if you had taken Fitz Samuel, Fitz wouldn't have made it to you. Oh, okay. I had three guys. Yeah, I had three guys on my queue: Kiki, Samuel, and Fitz, and uh, and Corey Davis right after that, actually. So, yeah, you yeah, probably actually, wouldn't have gotten Fitz coming back. Well, uh, I, Corey I Davis. Took Mar- was, I took Mark. Go ahead, guys. Sorry. I, I yeah, guys, you got to just wait for me to call on you. Or it'll be chaos. Um, It'll, it, it, it will, you know, Corey Davis is a guy that I, I'm a lot higher on than most as well, but I, I really do like stacking, you know, if I have guys on the same tier and I, I have Corey Davis slightly ahead of Fitz, I definitely have Samuel a little bit ahead of Fitz, but I, you know, I, I, again, like I've said, I, I want big parts of the Cardinals offense. Uh, Austin, I know you're not a Fitz guy, right? No, I'm I'm not a big Fitz guy. I'm a huge Fitz homer, uh, being in Minnesota here. So I love my. You're not, you're not a Fitzpatrick. You're a Fitz homer. <laughs> yeah. No, you know I like Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I I think he's a he's a really a good professional receiver, but he uh, doesn't fit the profile of uh, players I'd like to draft. I. I like to draft players that are ascending and on the uptick and, uh, you know, guys that are going to be producing down the stretch. It's a little different in best ball. You know, we're not worried about uh, a 14, uh, week 14 to week 16 shootout here. So that is. Yeah, that's why I'm more on fits in best ball. Yeah. Yep. And if I could have gotten Kirk, I would have, I would, I would have taken Samuel. Right. If you know, it's yeah. so that's funny how drafts end up playing out. So um, uh, I'm going to go to Matt Zazula in a second with this question. Uh, 
and I forgot what the question was. So uh, I know you wanted to say something, Matthew. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to chime in on my pick. I um, I ended up taking um, Marvin Jones at the the nine uh, four mark. I I think he's he's been getting kind of slept on. He's he's proven over the years he he can come in. Yes, he's had a bit of an injury, but I um, mean, think Galladay is kind of the you know the new you know the fresh name there. And he's going to get he's going to get you know double coverage. But I think Marvin Jones in the ninth is 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 amazing value as my uh, wide receiver three. I think I you know I don't mind him there. You know what I mean. So yeah. I think Stafford and him have, have a bit of a connection. You know what I mean. So uh, and even when Golden Tate was there, um, he he looked to him a lot. You know what I mean. Yep. So we got someone new who came on with an area code seven zero three. Who's the new uh, the new person? Hello, 703, area code. Uh, all right, well, 703, area code, I show you on. So if you hear what uh, what we're saying, then uh, you can chime in or text me and let me know what the heck's going on. Uh, now, 703 is Northern Virginia, if that narrows it down. Yeah, I'm I'm trying his mic over again. All right, so let's. Uh, who hasn't had a chance in a little while? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. All right, let's go to Josh. Josh, uh, update us since the last time we talked. Um. Yeah, I've taken uh, Jalen Samuel since the last time I talked. So, um, you know, just a big, uh, big proponent of him. Trying to, trying to tag on a few running backs here um, that continue to have some upside and uh, opportunity, um, just with those flip backfields and and seeing what I can get from some some spike weeks uh, with someone like Samuels. Gotcha. And hope hope hoping uh, one of my targets uh, comes through here on this turn. So. Uh oh. Uh, Jeff Rhino is on the clock. Uh, once he makes his pick, he just did. He took a good player, D.D. Westbrook. Jeff, uh, catch us up on where, where you've been since the last time we caught up with you. Uh, well, I'm still trying to stick to my strategy I had coming into the draft, which was to um, stack some tight ends and take a premier quarterback. And, um, yeah, I've done that so far. I'm the only team with three tight ends. Um, don't know if that's good or bad, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, the other thing I want, the other thing I wanted to say was, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but, um, sorry. Um, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but I think there's one team that I just love so far. I think this guy's just crushing it. And that's Ryan Lynch's team. I love this team. I, a few of you guys mentioned the Sony Michelle pick, which, I agree. I, I'm not necessarily on Michelle, but every other pick, I think he's just getting tremendous value, and I love the way he's put his roster together so far. And, and I'm totally met on his team. Wheeler, what do you really? think of? Uh... Um, well, I, I think, you know, I like, like, uh, like... guys is, is a big question mark, but, you know, in best ball, I don't mind him. You know what I mean? Obviously, everybody's talking about Adrian Peterson and that, but I, from everything I re- read that, you know, reports is that he's he's doing well. You know what I mean? He's. Um, I don't mind Geist. 
Yeah. But when when you look at Carson, Geis, and Michelle all together, that's more risk in a running back field than I'm comfortable with personally. Yeah, I, I'm not. not um, it could. It could. You know, in this you format, got a couple it, good it, values that's, that's what's there. fun. That's what's fun. You don't have to set the lineup, you know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. come on in, you know, and, and pick your guys, you know. Plant your flag, and, and hopefully everything lines up when, you know, when you get the total points. You know, that's – that's it's such a different hey, strategy. Hey, Matt, when you're do me a favor. Matt, do me a oh, favor. Yeah, go, go, look at, go look at Sam's draft. He's on the clock right now. And just oh, yeah, go yeah. through it and be ready when I come back to you in a minute to talk about it because we haven't talked about his team – and yeah, he's then, been sniping me. He sniped me twice. And then Wheeler, <laughs> I know you're coming up behind me, but take a look at Othman Chebley's lineup and give your thoughts after we get through your picks. Um, I keep, I you know, from that, you know me in puns, I keep Othman Chebley, I keep hearing the, uh, the old uh, Don McLean song, took the Chebley to the levee, but the levee was dry. Chevy to the levee, all right. <laughs> I, I'm old enough to know what song you're talking about. I'm not sure anybody else is. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Miss American Pie. There you I go. just, I just took Dallas Goddard, and and I could give two craps if you don't like it. Well, you already know my feelings on it. You like him, right? I, I didn't. That actually, you've been making me see the brighter side of that, especially in baseball, uh, best ball. Sorry, um, he he's gonna have weeks where he he shows up, whether Ertz is healthy or not. I, I'm on the clock now, so yep. Go ahead. So Austin uh, went. Justin Jackson. Austin, uh, you know, I, I, Justin Jackson was one of my favorite tapes uh, from last season. He's a little small. Uh, there's no doubt it's it's going to be some sort of a timeshare without uh, Eckler, but uh, what are your thoughts on the risk with uh, Melvin Gordon? He seems pretty dug in. Yeah, he does seem dug in. Um, I think I think it's well documented what uh, kind of leverage he has, and it's not a whole lot, but uh, he he could be the most likely scenario. It certainly at least seems like is probably an eight week holdout, right? Well, you know what? Everyone is going to hold out until the first check doesn't come. Right. And if, if you're convinced that, you know, see, I have a saying, one of my sayings is life is leverage. And if you have leverage, you know, if football is all about leverage, right. In, In the trenches, you know, football is, is is all about leverage, and he just, you know, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, running backs don't have leverage, and, you know, you can say what you want about Lev Bell, and some people think it wasn't too bad, other people think it was pretty bad. I think it was pretty dumb, you know, because he'll never make that money back. He didn't have the leverage. Um, and he he was lucky because the one team that was willing to pay him what he did get this year, um, the head coach didn't even want him and didn't think they needed him. And, and it led to the guy who took him being fired partly. So I, 
you know, if I'm a running back, I, I, I come in and I play football and I make as much money as I can, but uh, you know, I'm not missing game check. I'm not missing game checks to, uh, you know, when, when there's no chance that, you know, when there's very, very little chance, especially with the Chargers having two backs that they feel pretty good about. I, I think part of the problem, Todd, is I think the players and, and Melvin Gordon specifically look see, at Bell's situation oh, Todd, as a you me, baby. You snipe me, Todd. But guess what? I'm going to take Deshaun Jackson. That was my backup <laughs> plan. You, you you got MF, MVS, Matt, baby. Matt, I've been Matt, sniped you you, three you times in this You just got to wait, buddy. Let's I know, man. Go ahead. We'll come to you next. Who was talking again? Oh, Todd, I was I, Austin. I was just saying. I think I think Melvin Gordon and uh, a lot of the players look at Bell's holdout and the end result as a success. So I I actually think there's a little recency bias there. That uh, in in Melvin Gordon's mind, you know, he's looking at this is his last chance at a real big payday. Um, he's not going to go hungry by missing a couple checks. And, uh, you know, if, if the end result uh, next year is him getting that last big deal, uh, to these guys, you know, they might find that to be justified. I don't know. All right. Uh, Matt, um, let's go back to you uh, with the um, – with you know, I, I was surprised MVS made it to me. I like Anthony Miller. Uh, I'm pretty high on him. But, you know, in most drafts, uh, Miller's going a couple rounds after. But I see also that Wheeler uh, put him with Trubisky. So I, I do like that. I, that's exactly what I talk about uh, with the with the tiers. But right now I slightly have MVS a little ahead of him. I sniped you, but you said you're pretty happy with Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, I think Deshaun, from what I was reading so far, I mean, I don't try to read into too much training camp reports, especially the first week. It's so much smoke out there. But I think Deshaun, the guy is, um, you know, he had so much potential in Tampa, obviously. It's um, that's water under the bridge. But the guy still can, you know, give you, you know, 40, 50-yard, you know, bomb. And the guy could probably still outrun most 21-year-olds in the league. The guy's super fast. Um, but I think as my fourth receiver – I think that's great, um, especially in a best ball format. He could he could win you a few a few weeks, and then also I was going to talk about Jordan Reed. I think Jordan Reed's um, a really uh, a good uh, good pick there, and especially in a tight end premium format um, in the tenth round. I uh, I think you know if, if whoever starts there, whether it's Keenum Keenum or Haskins, I think they're going to lean on him a lot. Yes, bar none, he does have health issues, but I think. Uh, what you're looking for in best ball picks is the upside, upside picks. You know what I mean? And I think Jordan Reed uh, gives me that, and so does Deshaun Jackson. So I think those last, my last two picks, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, but uh, just based on upside value. All right. So I also asked you to look up Sam's picks, uh, right? What What do you think of his draft so far? Well, okay. Um, you know, Sam sniped me on Hooper and Jordan Howard. <laughs> But overall, I mean, I like Matt Ryan a lot this year. He's one of my most uh, drafted uh, quarterbacks. And I, I like Austin Hooper. I think he's great. Ingram, to me, um, you know, he, he's in his 30s. He's going to a new team. Um, 
I'm not sure. I, I, I think the line there is pretty good. I haven't looked in too much into their offensive line there. I love Brandon Cooks. I love um, I love Mike Evans. But he has two of the running backs, like you guys were talking about, Melvin Gordon and Elliott. Uh, what's it going to come down to? You know, How long are they going to hold out? Like you said, um, is it the mother? Is it, is it the wife? Is it the girlfriend going to say, baby, I need that money. You better report to camp. You know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of risk there. Um, gotcha. But, um, so, overall, uh, let's go over to uh, who is it? Uh, Wheeler. I asked you to look at Offman Chebley's draft. What do you think? Well, I, I love Nick Chubb, and I, I would draft him in the first. Uh, I'm, I've only been letting him go to the second because everybody else has. Um, I strongly believe he's going to have a strong season rushing the ball, uh, put in a lot of touchdowns because they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. Hopefully it's near the goal line and he's the one they're going to give the ball. Um, Juju in the second, awesome pick uh, along with uh, all the wide receivers he put together. I love Juju Diggs, Woods, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd. I think his receiving core is really set. Um, and then he comes back with Freeman and uh, grab the quarterback and Wentz. I think Wentz has the potential to be a you know top five quarterback this, this season, along with a dozen other people. But um, if he stays healthy, he's shown he's MVP caliber. Um, I'm not really a fan of Ronald Jones just because I have no idea what's going to happen in that backfield, and I really feel as though they're going to pick somebody up. I wouldn't be – surprised if Buffalo cuts McCoy all of a sudden Arians goes and uh, tries to go and grab him um Mark Andrews I, I've been mixed on up and down you know um what's his name is uh so coming overall, back from you, injury. You, overall grade on it, it, his draft at this point a, B, B plus B, B. I think B plus I think he needs to kind of get in there at tight end and fortify his running backs. Austin, I've noticed that you, uh, you know, this uh, get in the ring has a little uh, less high stakes guys than some of the other ones we've done. Have you noticed that that has led to you being able to get more of your targets? (coughs) Sorry, Todd. Um, I'm, I'm moving throughout the house here. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go to Josh. Uh, uh, Josh McAtee, you took you took Justice Hill, who I'm pretty high on, um, and I, I thought about it the last pick. Uh, uh, John, uh, we got, I got to do John Daigle next. Uh, no one's really talked about his draft, but uh, uh, catch us up on what you're doing while I make a pick here. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Big fan of Justice Hill, you know, another rookie coming out in a pretty run-heavy offense. Um, you know, I don't know if there's much stack potential with Lamar and, and Hill that I have there. I don't uh, I don't know if that really lines up technically from a stack standpoint, but, you know, at least from um, those two kind of picks, uh, I was going to go in on Lamar. Uh, I really wanted to come back around with Andrews, and he goes, you know, right after me. I really didn't think he was going to get there uh, in the next round, but um, – uh, Hill was, has been a target throughout the summer, and, and so has Paris Campbell. Uh, I think there's a lot of controversy on what people think will happen with, with Paris in that offense. Um, I think he's got you know, some big play potential, and in a format like this, um, you know, it can really pay off as the season goes on. 
Gotcha. So, um, Austin, I, uh, I reached a bit for Mr. Pollard. Um, was he on your radar yet? Yeah, he, yeah, he was on my radar. You got him. Yeah, I figured he wasn't going to make it back to me. Am I correct? <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was taking him with one of these two picks. Uh, so uh, you taught you, your revenge is to take Chase Edmonds. Nice, w- nicely done. Uh, all right, yeah. so Wheeler I, is up. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, with David Johnson especially, I mean, I'll take Edmonds with or without him, but um, with him on the, on the squad, you know, 12th round, this is a fine spot. If I pass him here at this turn, he doesn't come back that next turn. So now or never. Yeah, I thought about him too. Uh, but I, you know, uh, David Johnson looks locked and ready to go. So Edmonds' role, short of an injury, is whatever you know he can get when Johnson's tired. And I do think that could be significant in this offense, where we both know with uh, Mr. Pollard, the, the opportunity is that Zeke, uh, you know, misses a few games with the with the with the whole money situation. Yep. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk about John Daigle's draft in a minute. I'm going to look at it, but first, I'm up next, so I want to just take a second here. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Uh, fill, fill some air for me. Well, it looks like you're on the clock, so hopefully you don't snipe me. Let's see, let's see what you take here real quick. Um, Overall, um, like I said, I usually don't take Mahomes early, but I figure, you know, Tom Brady as my second quarterback, he's got some pretty good value there in the 12th. Um, yes, I know they're going to probably run the ball a lot more this year, but, you know, obviously he's not going to probably outscore Mahomes in certain weeks, but once it comes to, to bye week 12, I have a lot of, you know, bye weeks there. But I think Tom Brady's could have some, you know, 30-point weeks. Maybe, you know, he's got a few of them in him hard to count that guy out you know <laughs> every year we always say oh he's getting old but you know then he gets the mvp or something you know but uh well, well you're up second. now i took yep, andy yep. isabella Alrighty. <laughs> stacking all those cardinals you know Maybe. what it's a guy i think this is a guy <laughs> i think he has potential i took michael gallup i think he's got a lot of potential there in the 13th round and um, you, you, uh, you, you got to quit, quit horsing around with Michael Gallup. Um, there you go. <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm going to do John Daigle's draft. Uh, he is, uh, we haven't talked about him. So uh, he took uh, Deshaun Watson at quarterback so far. So only one quarterback through 13 rounds in the FFPC. That can be dangerous. I haven't looked at who's left. Yeah, we're thinning out. Um, running back, he's got Mack, Balage, Ido Smith, Henderson, and McKinnon. Um, individually, there's a lot of guys there with potential. Uh, as a whole, that's a that's a risky running back group for me. I'm not too happy with that. Edelman, Tate, Landry, Moncrief, and Devontae Adams. Uh, I like Moncrief uh, at the, the place he took him 
you can't argue with Edelman and, of course, Adams. And he's only got one tight end, too, with George Kittle. So he, John's coming up again soon. It'll be interesting to see where he goes next. Uh, overall, can't say that I'm loving it. Wheeler, uh, thoughts on that draft? Uh, we, I'm sorry, Rob's? No, uh, Daigle, oh. John Daigle. Rhymes with Daigle. John Daigle. Uh, Adams, Kittle, man. I do like Mac Edelman. He starts out strong. I think he, fifth round for Darrell Henderson's a little bit of a reach. Like Watson. Landry kind of falls. I actually thought about him too. We don't know whether he's going to, you know, be able to get some space with OBJ in the lineup or not. Uh, I'm mixed on him. Balazs is way too early for me. And I have Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. So um, I'm going to look and give an opinion on Othman Chebley. And let's see, he just picked uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. So he went to the Cardinals levy. Uh, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo and Wentz. I like that qu- uh, quarterback duo. He's got Breida, Ronald Jones, Royce Freeman, Nick Chubb. I like Chubb, Freeman, Jones, and Breida as a group. He needs some help there. But I like the strategy of getting one good running back and then taking three guys who all all you need is one of those three guys to be that weekly, you know, the, the other guy in that timeshare gets hurt or is out or ineffective. And all of a sudden you've got so he's got three shots so far to get his second running back. Boyd, Juju, uh, Diggs and Robinson and Woods are very strong. Uh, overall group, I think. And uh, Ricky Sneals, Jones, and Andrews. That's a little weak tight end for here, but you never know with Seals or Andrews. He's got some nice upside at tight end. Austin, what uh, do you have? Can you give me some thoughts on Othman Chebley's draft? I'll take that as a no. Um, Elliot is up, and uh, I'm going to do his draft. So Elliot just took his third quarterback, which is a pretty sound strategy in the FPC. Not one that I always do, but it's a pretty good strategy. Uh, He has uh, taken Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and Andy Dalton. Uh, Running backs, Eckler, Montgomery, Lamar Miller, and Devonta Freeman. I'm on record. I'm not a Miller guy. I think that Foreman's going to win that job. Uh, but if Eckler, if, if Gordon holds out, you know, he's got a, a guy that he took at 8-1 who is going to be a, a pretty solid number two. Michael Thomas, Geronimo Allison, Tyree Kill, A.J. Green, and John Brown, fantastic wide receivers for Elliott. And the tight end, Vance McDonald and Jack Doyle, considering he waited to the sixth and twelfth round, that's, that's some pretty good tight ends. Wills, what do you think? Sorry, I <laughs> All right. going to me and I'm tuning you out. Wh- which one? Well, you... I, I planned on having Elliot co-host with me and Elliot couldn't make it. So. <laughs> it's all good. Which team were you looking at? Uh, Elliot. Oh, Elliot's team. Yeah, he totally sniped me on Dalton. I was, well, I mean, you can't be sniped 12 picks away, but I, he was next on my target list. Yeah. Um, Did you see my post on sniping this week? 
I did not. I, I said if, oh, if, oh, you're yeah. one, if you're one pick away and the highest ADP player gets taken before your pick, you didn't get sniped. <laughs> right. I love right. when people do you that. Just, I got you sniped. just waited too long. <laughs> you, I got you, sniped. You got sniped. No, the, the highest guy in the bo- the board just got taken. To me, sniped is like when there's the the sev- You know, you've got this guy and you're going to take him seven picks ahead of his eight. You know, he's seventh on ADP list and 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 you're up next and he gets taken. To me, that's a snipe. Uh, but Absolutely. Uh, you can't get sniped by an auto pick. That that's that that's against the rules. Yeah, you you, you don't get to <laughs> cl- you don't you, you lose all your privileges. So um... <clears throat> yeah, Elliot's team is he's constructing it how I would you know I I like the way he started out with three wide receivers and then you come back with four running backs and a tight end. Uh, it's just no, that some no, of his players, no. some of the players he likes aren't players that I'm so high on, but I feel like you're going to find that a lot in this draft too. So, you know, the, I'm reaching a round or two ahead to grab guys I like. So I assume just everybody else is too, you know, everybody wants who they want and who they believe is going to do well this season. Um, I do like his Eckler pick for sure. Um, I thought about, um, drafting Melvin Gordon early, but I figured I would have to reach too far for Eckler. But yep. All right, I'm up. I won't take Jefferson, but I will take Tango Madison. Just snipe me. <laughs> I I didn't take Jefferson, but I took Madison. Got it. Austin, you back around? Dooby dooby doo. Is that you, Austin, or who's Scooby Doobying me? <laughs> nah, it's me. I'm fucking around. I just yeah, I took Duke Johnson. Please, pl- 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 was... pl- please stop fucking around. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, <laughs> tell me uh, your thoughts. Um. Yeah, it's a fun draft so far. Um, I don't. I was hoping that Peyton Barber would slide to me in round thirteen, and Rob took him a few picks ahead of me. Um, was happy to get McCoy. McCoy seems to be falling further and further every draft I do, um, and somebody's going to get carries there. And even if it's only, even if it's unpredictable in best ball, I'm happy to draft him. You know, after round eleven or twelve. And then um, I took Nikhil Harry after that, and he is one of my highest he fell, players. He fell pretty far. Yeah, I'm happy with that value. Again, like I, I was kind of hoping that I would get some guys that I like at running back and wide receiver in these kind of value rounds where where other people are taking perhaps yeah. tight ends and uh, their second and third quarterbacks. So, yeah, I like my last handful of picks decent enough. No. Well, I, I do like your pick of Madison, Todd. You, you like who said that? Yeah, that was Jeff. Still, yeah, I, I do like your pick of Madison a lot. He was um, another guy I considered, but I didn't want to let Harry fall any further. But no, yeah, I, like yeah. if Harry had been there, I would have taken him. That was too far for him to fall. Uh, I'm not crazy about my running backs right now, um, 
and uh, and I wanted to get a I wanted to get one kicker because the kicker run's going to start, and I wanted at least one I, I want at least one good kicker every draft. So uh, right now I've got Russell Wilson and Kyler, so I only have two quarterbacks, but they're pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, my running backs are Saquon and Fournette and Tevin Coleman and Pollard and Madison. So that's not as solid of a group as I normally have. Um, I, you know, the, making the not getting Henry thing sting a little bit more. Uh, Fournette could actually outperform Henry, and if he does, then I'll be fine. Um, so I'm taking some high upside backs there. Wide receivers, Ridley, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, the two Cardinals, Isabella and Fitzgerald, and Valdez Scantling. I think I got pretty darn good value at wide receiver. Short a uh, Antonio Brown injury, I should be really solid there. And that's why I'm uh, less solid at running back. Uh, Hunter Henry and Goddard, two good tight ends, and Justin Tucker. Uh, Wheels, uh, are you available to talk about my team? Yes, I am. Uh, you got quite fortunate getting uh, Barkley at three to start this thing off. Um, I, I was surprised by uh, Austin's David Johnson pick, although I understand it completely. Yeah. I, I understand it completely. We talked about this when I chimed in on the last draft. I, I, he has as much potential to be the – number one running back this year as anybody. So Correct. especially with your Cardinals love. So how you started out is how I actually kind of planned on starting out, getting those two running backs, a receiver, a tight end, and then another receiver. I'm not as high on Ridley as you are, but plenty of people are, and I can't blame you for that. He has that opportunity. I do. Well, especially like for basketball him. where his big weeks are, you know, I don't have to pick when to start right. him in basketball. Right. Right, it, so he works out perfectly for that. And I, I love Tevin Coleman in the sixth round. Um, I, I would have gotten him if I didn't start out with three running backs. Um, actually, no, you, six is coming back, so you would have sniped me anyway. But I was focused on wide receiver at that point. Um, you paired Murray with Wilson. That's a solid quarterback core. You probably don't need a third at that point. Um, and then you've been stacking all the Cardinals. I did like the MVS pick and I would have taken him, but I really, I'm really high on Miller and I wanted to stack him with Trubisky. So I kind of let him go to you. Um, other than that, like I understand the Pollard and Madison love. Uh, I just, I haven't been drafting them that early. Um, well, that's the difference with having a bunch of experts in the league. If you don't right, get them, they're right. not going to be there later. Uh, you heard right. Austin Sorry. say if he, he wouldn't have even Pollard wouldn't have even made it to me on the next uh, on the next yeah. turn. Oh, I know, and, and that's the difference between drafting with experts and not. I, I actually was in a fast draft last night, and Pollard and Edmonds were in the twenties, and uh, I was able to get Edmonds. I think I just missed Pollard, but um, yeah, you you, you got to grab the guys you have faith in in these type of drafts and that's what it's coming down to at that, at this point. So, and I think that's why guys like uh, Harry and Metcalf and those guys are sliding further than they usually do. It's because, you know, we're reaching a couple rounds for the guys we've had our eye on. Um, 
Matt, you do a lot of the FFPC drafts. I think that the the one thing that people, you know, people get that the tight ends are worth more because of the 1.5. But uh, what I, I, I think people forget is that um, that you only have to start two wide receivers. And a, a lot of times you see people, you know, get five, six, seven wide, wide receivers and they're weak at other positions. And you're thinking, well, you know, I get it. They can play uh, flex, but you can only start four of them, even with the flex, and you only need two. Yeah, you know, um, you'll notice a lot of tight ends fly off the board, and I think it's um, it does have its uh, it does have its benefits, you know, especially if you start a couple of the big tight ends early. Um, but overall, um, that's what makes it fun with this format, you know. It's uh, like some other leagues, you have to start three wide receivers, so I could see where people stack the receivers that. But but you know, it, it's funny because people jump at the tight end just because of that half a point difference, which I think it makes somewhat of a difference, but overall it's not, it's not going to, you know, make or break your bank. But well, uh, I think, like I, I think say, the key point there, Matt, is that um, if it's a guy who catches a lot of passes, like, like I'm more likely to, to you know, for a Jack Doyle type than I am, a, a, you know, a, a, a Cameron Bray type, like another draft. You know, the 1.5 doesn't help a Cameron Braders, you know, on a good day going to catch three passes for 20 yards and two touchdowns. You know, the, the weeks that those True. catches aren't touchdowns, it you know. It does add up, though. Oh, what's that? Who said that? Oh, no, I said it does add up, though. You're right, though. And then you throw it, oh, it adds up. before it, you it know adds you up, have 25. It, it, you know, you've got to remember that you only get that extra half a point if they're catching passes. You know, some tight ends get their value from touchdowns. And to me, again, I think people can forget in this format that um, that that's important. Oh, for Ooh, sure. My guy for made sure. it to it me. Does. Excellent. Eifert. Tyler Eifert made it to me. I wanted a hey, third tight know. end. So, so you grab a tight end that only catches touchdowns. No, I think Eifert is. I think Eifert. I I was trying to throw some humor in there. (laughs) Oh, okay. It it was funny, but it wasn't necessarily true. So (laughs) true. Um, As your third tight end, that's huge, and now you're putting me in a a bad spot here too because I need a tight end pretty badly. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys that I like that are later guys but I didn't want to have to take one of them here. And, uh, you know, I look, I mean, Eifert is a risky proposition, but in the, in the 16th round, if, if he's, you know, 80%, if he can stay healthy and still has the skills that he had, I mean, he's, you know, I, I think everyone knows he's a top five or six type tight end. If he's healthy and still able to play at the level he used to, the question is, can he? And I'm not sure he can. Uh, let's go to uh, Austin. When you get back, uh, let me know because I'm not going to call on you anymore. <laughs> uh, Josh, g- uh, give some thoughts on whatever you feel like here. Yeah, sure. I think 
think we're in the rounds where everybody's trying to pick through the leftovers, you know, everybody's kind of reached up a little bit. They grab their, their players. And so it's just been an interesting to see who's gone off the board. Um, you know, Wheeler took Everett, you know, which, you know, he was probably in a spot, right, where you need to take that second tight end that uh, would have loved to see you come back around. Um, you know, I wasn't particularly in love with Richard where I took him, but, you know, we're kind of in that in that mix where you're just trying to pick through the weeds and, and see what you, value you can bring out right now. So. Yeah, I, I, got, I got mini snipe. It's not a big snipe, but I probably would have taken Kaimi Fairburn um, as my second. Uh, I think this guy kicked really good last year, uh, but I, I might wait on kicker now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my third quarterback because I think this guy's the last guy before. I think I th- I think that guy's the last guy that you can feel pretty good about having some upside. Um, maybe maybe there's one guy, but other guy, but uh, I think Dwayne Haskins is gonna play a lot this year, and uh, and you know I think he's gonna have some decent games. So hopefully. Uh, I didn't waste my time there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Jeff Rhino, go for it. Yeah, so I'm a little bit um, surprised. Like, the kickers are going a little bit earlier than I thought they might. I know a few of them start to tick off. They're actually going later than they do in a normal FFPC best ball. Is that right? Yeah, normally in an FFPC kicker, the kicker run starts – at the end of mid mid to end of the thirteenth round, and by the fifteenth round, uh, most guys have two. I would I, I that's what I know. Fifteenth, sixteenth round. Yeah, like in, in the research I did, I expected you know two or three or four guys to go there, but um, you know it's kind of surprising. So now I'm um, deciding if I'm going to wait on kicker, like you just mentioned, or if I'm going to dig through the scraps. As was also mentioned, yeah. it's kind of a – I think this will make or break people's drafts, these mid-rounds, you know. Well, Fairbairn was definitely the last kicker that I had on a certain level. Um, normally, in an FFP, FFPC best ball, I take two really strong kickers, but I've been convinced lately that you need a third quarterback, and Haskins was the last guy on his level, and uh, – and and I, and I definitely like having a third tight end, and Eifert was the last guy in his level. So I, I kind of got squeezed the kicker on this one. All right, so um, I'm going to go and look at uh, Ryan Lynx's draft. And um, he now has Carr, Winston, and Prescott. Very good. You know, for when he took them, that's that's some nice quarterbacking. Uh, I've already talked about his running backs and uh, the risk reward factor there. Um, I, you know, and he added Kareem Hunt. So, you know, everyone dressed differently, but to have Carson, Geis, Michelle Hunt, you know, I, I, I think he'll be fine. I think that, you know, Michelle, I think that the Sony Michelle hate is getting a little out of hand. Uh, wheels, what do you think? Um, 
I, I I'm just not high on Sony at all. You you know we talked about the New England backs earlier. I'm certainly never going to get the first one, but um, I, I'm a huge fan of Geis. Um, I was drafting him a bunch early, and uh, Tango pointed it out to me a couple months ago. He's like, you have Geis in every uh, draft board you put up, and I'm like, so I backed off of him a little bit. Um. Chris Carson, I, you know, he'll have – he has good value in best ball. So his core is good, but uh, – and his quarterbacks are one of the – Ryan's a really smart drafter. Like, he's been in so many of these. He knows exactly who he wants to target. And yeah, it, it looks like he's – They're not know, my he's guys. spreading his wide receivers. They're not my guys. So when I see three or four of them, my first thought is to want to crap on it a bit. But then, the, right. as I'm looking at him, I'm like, well, Carson's not – he's not my favorite, but he, he's certainly going to put up numbers. Guy certainly has upside. Michelle is, you know, going to have a couple two- and three-touchdown games. And you put all of them together with a very solid James Conner, and he should be fine. And he could probably be looking at it this way. He Geis – later in the season is probably going to take off. Carson early in the season is probably going to take off. And somewhere in the middle, Sonny Michelle is going to show up. So, yeah, you know, he probably has a starting running back between those three every week the whole season. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, as I like to say, well, 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 you never can tell. Well, 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 Sonny Michelle. Um, Uh I love you for them, but they're all bad. <laughs> but the, are they bad or are they good bad? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you have to be of a certain age to appreciate your humor, and I am of that age. So. <laughs> my, well, my daughter, you know, she, she unfortunately uh, – had no choice but to like puns. It was either it was either like them or 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 die. Right. All right. So uh, Cameron Brake just went to John Daigle, uh, Theo Riddick, Darwin Thompson, Raquel Armstead. So kind of a mini uh, a mini late running back run there, uh, which is good for me. Uh, basically. The kicker that I was going to take up next. Um, last time is still on the you board. Are, you are on the clock. Zay Jones just went. Now, Zazula. You know what? Let's go at Robbie Gold, baby. You didn't take my guy, but I was thinking of, because he finally signed, uh, if I had more time to think, but I was going to take Michael Badgley last pick, and he made it back yeah. to me. Um, That's what's he nice kicked, about. He, That's what's nice about kicked, uh, kickers. You know, you don't have to over over rush on them. You know what I mean? Well, it depends on the draft. I mean, this is not a normal FFPC uh, draft where they would. There's no way that I would have gotten him this late. Uh, but I think Gould's a very good pick. But Badgley kicked really well and. If Melvin Gordon's going to miss time, even though Hunter Henry and uh, Mike Williams are excellent red zone targets, you you, you got to figure that uh, you got to figure that uh, you know that's going to be a pretty good offense, and Badgley should be okay. So he was the next guy I had on my tier. 
let's see, Prater was, uh, Wheeler took Prater and Crosby. Uh, can't argue with that group. And uh, then Vinit Thierry. And uh, the one defense I would have taken just got taken a little while ago. I got plenty of freaking wide receivers. I'm talking out loud a little more on this draft while I'm on the board since I don't have a co-host. One, two, three, four, five wide receivers, three tight ends, two kickers, three, one, two, one, five. All right, so I really could take any position here. Uh, Yeah, you're pretty even and spread out. Yeah, which is by design. I'm going to take another flyer at running back in the same uh, that I kind of have in the same tier as some of the guys I took earlier. Uh, You know, everyone keeps talking about them adding running backs in Tampa, and unless someone gets cut, they don't got a lot of money. So. Bruce Anderson, has anyone watched his tape? That kid can catch. And neither Barber, you know, they're talking about giving Peyton Barber. I heard someone say Peyton Barber is going to get 35, 40 catches. And I thought to myself, boy, if they had seen Bruce Anderson catch. Um, well, I, I, I agree so, with I think Bruce Anderson is underrated coming out as a pass catcher. And who's that speaking? Catches. Josh. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, no, uh, I'm Bruce. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, wheels, go Bruce ahead. Wheels. To me. No, go Josh and then Bruce and then Wheels. Yeah, uh, I would just say uh, Bruce Anderson to me has the potential to lead catching um, targets as a running back out of that backfield. I think, you know, he was overlooked in the draft as a pass catcher. And, um, you know, in the, in the same way as Tony Pollard, you know, he can be pretty versatile for them coming out. So I think he's pretty undervalued, and it's a great pick there in the 19th. Thank you. Uh, Wheel, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. He's been, uh, the, he's been a dynasty sleeper since March, really. Um, I'm in a lot of the GOAT district leagues, and uh, there's a couple of Tampa Bay fans there. So Intel says that Anderson is most likely going to serve as their third down back if he can get the playbook down. So, um, yeah, if they don't pick up anybody else, that's a, that's a wonderful pick in the 19th round for sure. Yeah. So, and again, look, I'm normally, you know, I, I, I'm a little, this year, last year I was much more likely to go zero running back. Uh, this year, I found pretty good value throughout the draft on running back, so I tend to be uh, stronger, and then I trust that I can, for best ball, get the, you know, the, there's a lot of later wide receivers that I'm finding value in this year, and, and that's, a, that's a tip for those drafters out there. If you know who, there's going to be guys you like late in the draft at a certain position, then, you know, set up your draft to be that way. So this is a little bit of an unusual draft for me in that perspective. And now I've, you know, when you look at uh, Barkley, Fournette, 
and Coleman as my top three. And then I now have three lottery ticket guys in Madison, Pollard, and Anderson. It's, you know, I feel like I've blended that running back core. Wheeler, do you, do you understand what I mean by blending? You know, I want each position group to kind of have the same, you know, I want the position group to be balanced. And I'm not explaining yeah, I, it that well. Uh, no, you are. Uh, I understand what you're saying with it. Like uh, the way I look at what you're saying is you have your solid three core that you expect to start the whole season, but then you got three guys that have, you know, opportunities to take over some third down roles some pass catching role. And if the starter goes down, they're the most likely to benefit. So they're the handcuff to somebody else. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the way you do that. You know, your solid core starters and then the guys that halfway through the season could all of a sudden, boom, spark and really fuel your team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, now we're at the part in the draft where, to me, roster construction has to really come into play. And sometimes you have to pass on the guy that you would rather have to get the roster construction that you want. And, and again, planning it out. We're running through the defenses. We're running through the the kickers. You want a third kicker. If you're a third kicker guy, well, you know, the, the time to get them is, is almost up. Uh, if are you a, uh, you know, uh, you know, defenses, like I don't have any defenses yet. Uh, so, you know, do I take two with the next couple picks? Or do I, you know, take a third kicker? Uh, I, I want to, I'd like to take a fourth tight end at some point in an FFPC draft. There's some nice talent available, but if I take that talent, is that going to cause me to just have terrible defenses and not have a solid third kicker? So, um, Austin, are you back on? Uh, who else does a, a bunch of FFPC drafts? That's on. Matt, you can talk to this. Yeah, what was that again? I'm sorry. You know, just how how important is roster construction to you at this point of a FFPC draft, or are you still, you know, taking the player that you want the most and figuring out the rest? Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think as long as you as long as you can fill your roster, the idea is. Um, Make sure you have always. Um, you're you up, know, by the way. Enough, okay. enough, enough. Am I breaking up? No, no, you're good. I, I just wanted to make sure you knew you were up. Oh yeah, yeah. I took McCole Hardman. You, you, you took McCole Hardman. There you go. Hey, oh, you know, hey, got to pair him up with Mahomes. I love my Sammy Watkins, Mahomes, and McCole Hardman stack. I'm surprised McCole Hardman is there in the 20th round. You know what I mean? That's that's a really good value. Well, now there. that Hill is back, uh, he's dropping like a stone. I, you know, I don't mind him there. You know what I mean? Even if he, even if he doesn't get the playbook very well. But uh, but going back to what you're saying, I think once you get to this spot, you're gonna look for guys, especially like rookie running backs guys that could come in and, and feel uh, there's a lot of value of wide receivers once you get the 20th round, especially this year, because, you know, it, it's always about, you know, the year before running back heavy, you know what I mean? So, uh, but there's a lot of still a lot of really good value when it comes to, to wide receiver here. So I wouldn't even mind 
you know, going more with wide receivers. And, of course, you want to make sure you fill out your, your you know, your defense and your kicker. I, I couldn't tell you how many times where I've, I've, I've taken two kickers and I, I, I kind of kick myself for not taking a third one because, they, you know, they both get cut or, you know, one gets cut and then you're, then you're stuck with just that one and it missed the bye week. So that, that's, that's well, kind that, of the that's way I kind of that's why I take to, in most FFPC drafts, like sometimes I'll take, like if I'm on the corner at, at like 13, uh, 11 and 14, two, I'll just take like two of the best kickers in the league, two of the best four. And then, you know, if I get a third kicker in the 19th, 20th round, great. But I, I feel like I'm going to win that position most weeks. Exactly. And, you know, kickers, I mean, how many times, you know, you look at Tampa, for example, you got a guy like Aguayo and the guy ain't in the league anymore. I mean, it's a lot of pressure, man. That's a, that's a tough position to, you know, coming out of college. You can you could be uh, 35 from 35 and, you know, within the 40-yard, you know, hash mark, and then you go out beyond that. And that's where the league, you know, that's the difference between college and the pros is, you know, you're, you're kicking 50-yard field goals. You know, where in the college, you're, you know, these guys are, you know, it's a whole different rules when it gets to things. You know what I mean? I do. Good pick by Austin, A.J. Brown. Um, I'm really solid at wide receiver right now, so that was not on my radar. I took my first defense, the Browns. Um, and you're up, Matt. Uh, let's go to – who hasn't gotten – all right, so we, we I keep going back to Jeff and um, – Jeff and Josh. We are. Is there anyone who I haven't called on in a while? All right, Josh, go. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the in that spot in the draft right now, like everybody else, trying to fill in some roster spots. Um, you know, trying to decide if I want to go the two or three kicker route, and upon how things start to to go here. So. Um, you know, just trying to grind out these last two, eight rounds and make sure I fill the team that uh, can work through those bye weeks and, and still capitalize on some big play opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, Marquise Goodwin just went, uh, you know, so we're, 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 we're getting dribs and drabs. There's definitely a lot of uh, decent wide receivers still out there. Um, and that's what I mean by running into positional needs versus value on the board. Uh, I think Goodwin in the 20, uh, Marquise Goodwin in the 21st round to Rob Vieira uh, is, is great value. And uh, let's see who he also took. I'm going to go back. I haven't looked at his draft in a while. So yeah, it'd be interesting I, to see if he, uh, if he was thinking about uh, Josh Reynolds versus Goodwin there to stock with golf, um, you know, not having Jimmy, Jimmy G as a quarterback, uh, I feel like those late round receivers are good to stack with your quarterbacks that you take I, in the early on draft. draft. Uh, on draft, I do that where if I if I get you know for the tournament, I, I, a lot of drafts I'll set up to to take you know to take uh, if I well if I definitely if I get Kittle, I'm looking for Jimmy G late. He's too, way too cheap to me for his upside in that offense. Um, but you know, if I don't, if I miss out on some stacks that I want, like if I take, uh, 
Christian Kirk, but then I can't get Kyler. If I take DJ Moore, and then I can't get Cam. You know, uh, I got it. Garoppolo is a guy who you you can get late, and then Debo and Goodwin are out there, so you can get a, a, a nice late stack. So that's a strategy that I I do. All right. So Rob's team, he's got Ben, he's got Goff, and he's got Stafford. Um, I don't love it. I, I'm da- I'm not as high on Ben as. Hey Matt, if you've got uh, kids yeah. in the room, just mute your, your, your mic when you're, you're not talking. Matt, get on the grill. All right. So Roethlisberger, <laughs> Goff, and Stafford, uh, Josh Jacobs, Jamal Williams, Three Cohen, Aaron Jones, Peyton Barber, and James White might not like some of his picks. Uh, but overall, there's a lot of opportunity in that running back core. And that's what I mean by blending. You know, early, he, hey, Matt, Zazula. Matt. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you got a lot of noise in the room. Can you mute your mic when you're not talking? And when I call on yeah, you, that's just. What I, that's that's okay. what I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went down the stairs to grab something. I didn't realize my kids would start screaming. Uh, Fuller, Goodwin, Cup, Washington, and Sanders. Oh boy, that. Ugh. Sorry, Rob. Um, you know, uh, some nice best ball guys there, but overall, that's a lot of risk in wide receivers. But you make up for it with Kels Walker and Ertz. Uh, being a high stakes guy, you know, he's got Zerline and Myers and Jacksonville and Minnesota, so he he really loaded up on. Some good. He really loaded up on some good uh, uh, defenses. Uh, okay. Um, Wheels, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, um, I was looking. What at did you think Rob of what I just talking. went through? Yeah, I, I agree with just about everything you said. It looks like he's probably going to end up drafting about five wide receivers to finish out this thing. Um, yeah. It looks like he, yeah, it might work. It might definitely work. Um, And as you you were talking earlier about kind of planning out when you've been through a lot of these last year, I did a couple of pieces on what I called backward mapping. It's a technique teachers use to plan out the school year. You basically start at the final exam and work your way backwards so you can get all the content in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that with a lot of the best ball 10 drafts. I uh, I kind of I did three articles just basically going by ADP, planning out the last five rounds, your middle rounds, and then the first five based on what you can get later. Um, so I like to do that too. And the technique you kind of used, like keeping your team nice and even and paced so that you could go in any direction is how I like to do it. But then I start out this draft with three running backs and blow my whole load right there. Well, um, I, I don't think I don't think going three running backs uh, uh, balances you badly uh, because it, you know you can still get to a nice. It, the key to balance, I think, in an FFPC draft is to be balanced through fourteen rounds. You know, I, I to, agree it, with you totally. Just take a look at mine though. Like when okay. I did that. Like how I it felt was, oh crap! I gotta get receiver. I'm a, I'm in the one spot. So, I, 
I'm not saying I threw my team out of balance, but I put myself in a position where I felt as though I had to, okay, I got to focus on wide receiver. Oh, I got to, I got to make up my tight ends. Where the hell did I get a tight end? I kind of put myself in an imbalanced position to start out with. I just got to get used to getting back to that balance. Um, and yeah, I, I, I kind of never. I, co- I would argue the pick that threw you a little bit might've been Rogers. Um, you know, if you had, you know, if you had not taken Rodgers being on the end, you could have, let me look at the draft board. I was hoping Hooper would make it to me and at the end of that sixth. If Hooper made it to me at the end of that sixth, I probably wouldn't have picked Rodgers, would have stuck with Anderson and been able. I just needed a tight end. I was hoping for Hunter Henry. You sniped him. Like, Every tight end I was waiting for ended up going right before I was going to pick them. So I, I kind of – yeah, that's how I felt so, in balance anyway. Yeah, so when I look at your draft and I see that Rodgers pick, um, you know, then you came back with – well, uh, so it was Anderson and Rodgers. Like, yeah, but see, there really wasn't a wide receiver to take there, so – you came back right. uh, next pick. Oh, no, you could have taken – I would have taken Alshon probably. But I don't know. I might have taken a quarterback there. So I, I, I can't blame you. Oh, I see. You took four running backs early. Yeah, that threw you out of balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess the Drake kind of threw it out of balance. But... Yeah, and, I, yeah, and, and I that can't was the bl- thing too. I can't blame you. Uh, right. You know, uh, if girly is girly, you know, but that's a big if. But when, with already having Christian McCaffrey and Damian Williams, um, yeah, Keenan Allen, Cooper, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like you almost had to take a running back there. That's how, that, and that, exactly and, how I felt. <laughs> and that's and that's where, and that's where, you know, me taking AB and Hilton that left you with really just a bunch of running backs on the top of your board. You took two of them and then you left Austin Henry and Fournette um, to me. And so that that's, you know, again, a, a really nice way to play a draft board, uh, you know, cause we, you know, we got running backs that aren't much worse than the ones you took. And we took higher, much better wide receivers, in my view, on the front end. All right, I'm up. So just let uh, we uh, we are just talk about uh, who hasn't talked in a while. Oh crap! Hold on. Uh, somebody talk. Uh, go for it. Uh, everybody that are that are the talkers are down one end of the draft. So I think you keep piling on Jeff and Josh to say something. Uh, yep. Who's who's haven't we talked? Actually, we I look talked at, about uh, John Sam Jeff, look, Go look at Sam Jeffcoats. Right. Where is Sam? Started out with Zeke and Evans. I love that. Gordon to me, uh, yeah, third round. I just I have the feeling he's only going to play half the season. Um, he he's going to play at some point because uh, he doesn't hit unrestricted free agency unless he doesn't. Um, if he doesn't. So I do like Josh Brandon took, Cook. Josh took the tight end. Study. I wanted. That's what's throwing me off. Go ahead. That's good. Brandon Cooks is a solid, steady wide receiver too. Um, 
I like the idea of Ingram, but I was listening to a couple podcasts today, and I think it was Sigmund Bloom that said that Ingram really doesn't fit that uh, Baltimore offense. So I do like him in the fifth. But wait, Ingram, I mean, Ingram in Baltimore? Yeah. Mark Ingram's on the Giants. No, Ingram. Mark Ingram, oh, the running Ingram. back. Ingram. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think he fits I love fine. His, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super high on yeah, him. I, I mean, I, I'd, do... I'd rather take Justice right. Hill. Right. 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 Justice Hill uh, is somebody I, I have in to. For a sec. I, I want to, mm-hmm. we got 13 minutes left on the pod. We're, we're deep in the draft. Uh, this was definitely not as smooth of a pod uh, as some of others, but we we had a bunch of people who we wanted to get on who we couldn't get on due to software issues. I do want to talk one more time about my friends over at the FFPC. Uh, thank you again for hosting this and for uh, a, a very challenging format. Uh, FFPC has main event teams still available. You can sign up, uh, and they also have a lot of great dynasty leagues. Uh, I know you played some high, uh, some dynasty. Do you play any on the FFPC, uh, Wheeler? No, all of mine are uh... – <laughs> On other sites, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, if you I, want high stakes, if you want high stakes dynasty, uh, definitely you can find it on the FFPC. I want to make one last run through everyone. Austin, I guess you're gone. Um, Josh, uh, what's that? Still hanging out, Todd. No, I'm just I'm still here. Is that Austin? No, it's Matt. It's- Okay, Matt, go ahead, talk. Feel, feel oh, no, free. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention that. Uh, uh, I haven't had a pee they break. Do, they do a great job over there at the FFPC. The customer service is bar none. They know how to run. I've done, I've done four or five main events there. Um, and if you haven't had a chance, I'm telling you, you got to make a trip to Vegas, even if it's on your bucket list. Do it. There you go. Um, and they, they, um, nothing but class. Awesome. Uh, talk about uh, your team. You know, overall, I uh, I love the stacks. I love uh, you know Mahomes, um, Watkins, and Hardman. I love the running back core, um, especially in this format. You want to have a good, solid running back core. Um, I love Duke where I got him. You know, there's always talk about he could be traded and then this and that. Um, but if hey, if he can be involved there, I'm fine with it. And overall, uh, Taylor Gabriel, where I got him, he's one of my most drafted uh, wide receivers. I think he's going to be involved there. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver three in that format. So overall, I think I'm well-rounded. Let's see. We can all say it looks great on paper, but in the end, let's see what happens. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to cut it a little short today, uh, but I'm first going to give Josh a last chance to tell everyone uh, about his draft. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just going to curse Elliot right now. Taking McLaurin right there. Um, I think, uh, you know, overall, um, the draft uh, went okay for me. I think, you know, I got some players in some spots I wanted. Um, you know, I, I, I took uh, the strategy I wanted to going into it. Um, you know, for me, this is 
you know, the really the first year playing on the FFPC uh, for me. Um, so it's been an interesting summer and, you know, uh, getting, uh, getting to know this format and getting to know, um, you know, everybody that's playing, playing out there and, and definitely like some others said, uh, you know, would love to, to go out to Vegas for a draft one year um, and enter into some, uh, some uh, higher stakes uh, tournaments within this, uh, within this site and format. So um, definitely been fun and, and, and enjoying the process so far. Jeff Rhino, last thoughts. Uh, yeah, just very happy to be a part of this. It's a cool concept to allow, to allow, but to invite uh, three, four, five fans into these drafts. I mean, I'm a, a keen and avid best ball player. I play a lot on, uh, play a lot of MFL 10s, best ball 10s, but pretty, pretty low stakes and generally low volume compared to some of the guys in this league. So this is good experience for me. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the discussion about mapping out the draft board and the, attacking the draft with an overall strategy of where you might find value and uh, where you might want to go thin on a position, where you want to bulk up on a position. I think that's really valuable, good advice. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm reasonably my strategy going in was to take some tight ends and quarterbacks early and get those off the board so I can focus on uh, getting some values later on in the draft at running back and wide receiver. So I'm, reasonably happy with my draft but we'll see how it works out yeah i mean you you talk about that and i i feel like as i've gotten better at drafting best ball i feel like it's an art form and there's a lot of subtleties that it's really hard in any one podcast to express just all the subtleties but beyond those thoughts of like an individual draft of who might be there you also have to be cognizant of your overall ownership and what the best values on the board are at the time you're yeah. picking. So there really are a lot of little things yeah. in the, yeah. you know, where you can, where you can find an edge. Um, so I'm going to take a guy in the, Oh, okay. Matt sucks. Not me. Yeah, I'm just going to shut back and talk. Oh, sorry. I, I agree totally. Go ahead. I mean, coming in with a, a preordained draft st- strategy is one thing, and I that was sort of my goal here, given that the competition was a little bit elevated. But in my usual best ball tens, um, I agree. I just let the value drop to me and uh, try and balance out my, my player shares a little bit. So I, you're right uh, in that I think it's nice to try and find a balance. It's important to do that anyway. Well, it's also important to realize that if you plan on having some late wide receivers there, but every time you're up, you're finding killer value at wide receiver in the early rounds, don't pass on that great value early because, you, you know, there might be a little bit, you know, it, it, in the scheme of things, the earlier parts of your draft are much more likely to win your draft than your later parts. So, you know, it's good to have those things in your head, but one of the things I always preach is never, never let a guy who's at a higher tier go just to do a strategy. So, you know, unless you really have no choice, like you've got five wide receivers and no running backs and you're in round 10 you know, and there's a great running wide receiver value. Well, maybe you should just 
not take uh maybe you should not take that uh that great value Ooh. okay i i gotta think of defense here so uh why didn't that go through you are up next oh because i keep hearing other people's you are an app <laughs> All right, there we go. Now, um, you are on the clock. <laughs> this is the you're on the clock draft. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of other strategies, and I will continue to try and go into them. But one of the points I want to make is, you know, don't don't pass on, you know, like Wheeler can kick himself, and he had to figure out the rest of his draft later. But when you look at that draft board, you know, and, you know, maybe I don't take Todd Gurley and Damian Williams. Maybe I take Henry and, and Williams. Uh, but the point is, you know, reach for Keenan Allen, reach for Amari Cooper, reach for Stephon Diggs, reach for A.J. Green at 3-1, or end up with a bunch of uh, wide, you know. But you can narrow yourself, but I, I, I think I covered it as best I can while trying to do five things at once. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going to, the dog barking, I think is the, uh, is going to, that, that, that is the uh, perfect way to end this uh, episode. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, as far as blog talk radio today, Uh, as far as blog talk radio today, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, some to whoever took the most advantage of the the, uh, the chaos that was my life during this. Good luck with that. Um, let's see. I feel like playing some music. What am I gonna? Oh, here. Let Let's go out with a uh, a nice NFL song. Football is a rough game and often a cruel one. Every time you lose, you die a little bit. You die inside a portion of you, not all of your organs, maybe just your liver. Pain is inevitable. Oh, that wasn't the full version. Let's see. Uh, I can't even get that right. Here we go. We'll go out.
All right, that's going to do it, folks. See you next time.